Welcome to the Dewhawk Digest, the podcast that keeps you informed on all things Loras College. Today we are talking about the first generation program and some exciting things going on with the first gen students and families. I'm Robert Waterbury, Assistant Director of Campus Communications, and joining me today is Stephen Parker, the Assistant Director of the Center for Inclusion and Advocacy. taking the time to talk with me. Thank you. How's it going today? Everything is well. Everything's well. How are you? I'm doing well. So uh, before we dig into the first gen program, let's dig into Stephen Parker. See, let's All give right. me a little, uh, little bit of background. See what uh, what led to what's Stephen Parker prior to coming to Loris College? Yeah. So um, uh, before here, um, I was uh, out in New York um, as a residence director, um, overseeing a hall of uh, first gen first year students. Um, also working with conduct, and um, I have history in the multicultural um, functional area uh, from the University of Georgia um, and Colorado State University Pueblo. Um, so student affairs has been a, a piece of me um, for a, a fairly long time, um, along with being a social worker, and so mental health is a, a piece of my identity as well, and so I still function in that role too um, in the state of Georgia. So um, mental health, social work, uh, and higher ed are, are my blessed points. Okay, so what was it that brought you from New York to Loris College in Dubuque? Yeah, so originally um, I'm from the Chicago area, uh, and so uh, by being born and, and, and raised in Chicago and also uh, living in Wisconsin, you know, Midwest is, is home for me. Uh, and so I uh, began to search and look for uh, opportunities that would uh, allow me to work in the diversity fact, uh, sector, uh, along with um, uh, first-year, first-gen students is, is a priority of mine in, in developing expertise. And so Loris College had this opportunity, and I said, let's do it. All right. So mm-hmm. glad to have you. You've been here since uh, June of last year, I believe, correct? Yes, correct. So, so yeah. we're, we're recording this in January, and you are... Uh, you're you're over the hump in the, the yeah. first year. You're yeah. it's all downhill. All right, to, to yeah. wrap up this uh, this first year here. At Lewis, yeah, so. yeah. I, I, I barely feel like I'm seasoned, but I definitely feel <laughs> like I'm welcome. So, so how has it been going so far? Everything's been well. Um, I like to tell uh, individuals that uh, a big piece of uh, my deciding on Loris uh, is that Loris decided on me. You know, during interview day. Uh, you know, very friendly faculty and staff. Uh, students were very transparent with me um, and about their experience, um, and so I felt really, you know, intertwined and bought into the school, um, you know, just from, you know, the inception of interview day. So um, I'm, I'm just excited to be here. Students are still the same. Faculty are still the same. And guess what? Staff are still the same, just as interview day. And so I think I made the, the right choice. Great. Great to hear. Yeah. Um, so what is it that you kind of overarching duties that, that are you doing at the part of the Center for Inclusion and Advocacy. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, we have uh, three, uh, you know, full-time professionals in, in the Center for Inclusion and Advocacy. Um, uh, and, and my portion uh, is working uh, with first-generation students, uh, specifically with the First Generation Scholars Program that was created uh, two years prior to my my coming to Loris. Um, I also advise um, student organization here on campus, as well as uh, do a lot of training, programming, guided dialogues, and sessions uh, for the community, faculty, staff, and students. And so a big component, but my main focus here is the First Generation Scholars Program. Okay. So uh, let's let's dig into that. That's perfect because that's what we're talking about today. All right. So, 
so what let's let's take a first an, an overview of what uh, what the first generation program has been since uh, basically when you stepped in, what uh, what you were looking at. Yeah, so uh, around the United States and around the world, we see that first-generation uh, identities uh, for students in, in college is a really uh, significant point um, where, where students could be missing out on some things, right? Um, and so to continue their uh, growth and development and matriculation throughout the, the actual uh you know, undergraduate experience, we wanted to make sure that we can support those students. Um, and so the thought process was that um, we would provide scholarship funds as well as some type of um, uh, experience for the first generation students here in a cohort fashion. Um, and so uh, when I came here, that's exactly what was what was established. It was a, um, a scholarship uh, for a full year, and it could be extended to the full four years of a student's experience. And they just basically get, um, you know, uh, assistance and guidance and mentorship um, on some pretty needed topics like finances and like, um, uh, you know, the social constructs and norms of higher ed and how to get through that. And so that's what I walked into. Okay, so kind of take a look and kind of survey it when you step in and uh what uh what were your first kind of first thoughts or what kind of first steps once you once you kind of start moving forward with the first gen program yeah so uh, you know when i came here i have a background in uh, assessment and 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 you know some great research and and building curriculum and, and things like this and so initially when i came in i was told that hey we have the skeleton and you get to put the meat on the bones. And you know, I like cooking. Robert, I like cooking. I like building, you know, the meat on the bones. So I took advantage of that. Um, and what happened was I worked with um, uh, four other functional areas here on campus, um, one of those being like financial planning office, the other being like alumni um, uh, and advancement office, and then, uh, you know, a couple of more. So working alongside those offices to develop a strong curriculum that supports our students. And so the thing that we added to the program is the curricular part, right? We're assessing for students um, and, and, and their development basically um, in the financial area mentorship area, um, as well as extracurricular activities, so internships and studying abroad, all right, um, along with uh, some of their other experiences here on campus. And so the curricular piece is what we added to the First Generation um, Scholars Program. Okay, so what, uh, can you provide some details in terms of the curricular aspects that you added? What what did you do? Yeah, um, definitely. Definitely. So so what we did was we broke down um, uh, each group of students. So first year, second year, third year, and fourth year. We provided, um, based off of uh, the knowledge as well as the, the, um, the research that's already established in the field um, for first-generation students and their identity. And then we looked at what is it with that research based on what we have here at Loris from the two years prior. What are the correlations between the research and lower students? When we did that, what we found is that our students are um, in need of, uh, specifically our first-gen students, are in need of that mentorship. That's a big piece of them, uh, as well as uh, the financial aspect. How do I look at financial aid? How do I, uh, you know, as, as I'm first-gen, um, how do I, you know, apply for, you know, um, financial aid, you know? Um, how I want to study abroad as a first-gen student. How do I do that, and what does that look like? Internships, I don't know what that is. How do we do that? So we wanted to make sure we supported our students at each level. So, for example... Students that are coming in uh, as first gen, they apply for the program, become funded, 
after that, they go through a curriculum in spring and in fall semesters. Um, so for fall semester, they will, and we'll use the uh, financial planning office as an example, your first year, you come in, we walk you through how to apply for your financial aid. We also walk you through verification and what that means if you become a verified student um, for financial aid purposes. But let's say if we go all the way to the fourth year for first-gen students through the curriculum. Well, we're looking at um, uh, expenses after college. We're looking at um, exiting counseling. We're looking at, um, you know, creating plans for the student as they leave. How do I pay back what I have to pay back? Or do I have anything to pay back? Or what are some of my options, loan forgiveness, et cetera? So we're preparing the student holistically, right, um, with the different functional areas that have collaborated with us with the first-gen scholarship program and curriculum. Okay, so how is how has that process been going for you so far? So you know, six months, seven months into oh, it, you get into it, Robert. So, <laughs> uh, so, so you know, one is when you have a, a program, right? Our program has has the capacity to uh, hold and maintain 120 students with scholarship funding. But that doesn't mean we don't support other first-generation students because we know at Loris College we have more than 120 students that are first-gen. Uh, and so it's been going fairly smooth. Our assessment process, we have just completed our first uh, assessment process for our data um, regarding our surveys, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so it's been a great experience um, learning a lot about Loris College and our first-gen students. And so through the curriculum, we have an assessment process where we go over four-year period of time assessing and reevaluating and developing the curriculum. Uh, and so this year is obviously uh, that year where we are just kind of getting it off the ground and making it happen, but it has been ever so smooth. So great so experience. Off yeah. to a good start. So off to a good start. Great. And so how are the... How have the students handled the, this first year as part of it? How, how is it uh, transitioning for them? Yeah, so um, anytime I feel that we are going to come into uh, a space that have already established a culture, right, we're going to have some type of pushback. Um, Luckily, we haven't had much of that when it comes to first gen, because before I came here, we had two cohorts already of first gen scholars that were going through a program. Um, but to come in and require things formally from them, you know, you would expect some pushback, but our students are exceptional. Um, they, you know, went right through the curriculum with no problem. Um, and so, uh, you know, the students are responding very well to it. Faculty and staff are responding very well to it, and our um, collaborative partners are responding well. And in fact, we have other departments on campus um, that would like to be a part of the first generation curriculum. Um, and so we're going to look to you know, add more departments to this. How can we support our students in other um, functional areas on campus? Okay. And so obviously this is just just starting to implement the curriculum, so this is obviously going to be a process moving forward. Mm -hmm. um, is it kind of some initial baby steps to start with and then start expanding on it as you go along or what's what's the kind of the longer term plan for for getting the curriculum and the program kind of where you want it to go yeah yeah you know when you when you have a curriculum best practice is going to be for you to assess and reassess and then reassess some more right because humans are dynamic the culture of an institution is dynamic and it will be ever changing and so that's the plan and so knowing that with coming in using some of my expertise to say no we have to create a cyclical plan right of cycling through our assessments and our analyzing of the set assessments um, of this program and the curriculum and that's exactly what we're going to do the whole way through um, and so right now uh, we have a four-year uh, cycle for assessment that will actually lead us through how this program is going to be functional. But in, in the future, we would hope to actually um, encompass the actual identity that I think other programs may um, 
uh, overlook, and that's the parental piece. Uh, so we look forward to this summer, summer 2020, implementing um, a familial curriculum for first-generation parents. And I think at that point, then we will see a full circle of full supporting of first-generation students and or their family from the familial circle. So that's what we're looking forward to, implementing a familial curriculum, um, as well as opening possibly the program up um, you know, to a bigger portion of students here and seeing if we can really make an indent in our first generation identifying students and our traditional students um, and, and really kind of uh, making the difference between those two experiences shorter, right? Making sure that they're all on the same playing field. Equity. Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's, um, that's not an insignificant aspect that you're mentioning is bringing the, the familial curriculum. Yeah. That's, that's a major component. Mm-hmm. And it's uh talking about you know it's not only first gen for students but it it's a whole experience is new for the families to the parents they don't they don't they haven't gone through this they don't know what to expect correct so, so how does that play into i, I guess as you as you're developing this yeah. i mean is that kind of getting feedback from students and parents before you even implement that and kind of mm-hmm. get a sense of where what's going to work best for them. Right. So um, part of uh, the the assessments that we're doing now is qualitative, right? So we're looking at the words of the students, and I think that's really a big component of uh, of research in general and assessment in general, right? Listening to the words of the students, right? Um, and so that's what we're doing. But the other piece is that we do have great literature already produced by other institutions and great scholars in, in higher education as a whole. And so using that also um, to lead our feet is what we're doing as well. Um, and so we already have some things in place, some presentations, some knowledge-based sessions that we do with parents. Um, but as you said, you know, Parents are first gen too, okay. And so when your student calls you and say, "Hey, I have this, you know, this 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 bill that I don't know what to do with," the parent doesn't either. <laughs> and so we want to make sure that we can halt that experience for the parent and actually give them a breadth of knowledge to say, "Hey." We're going to support you as an institution, and no worries, your student will know what to do, and you will too. Um, and so, so that's what we're looking to do with our students and their parents, leading through research here as well as through within the field. Yeah, and really giving the best experience possible to everybody involved from the parents down to the student. Agree. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so you were a first-gen student. I am. Yeah. So kind of calling back on your so – as you're putting together everything, are you – how do you call back on your experience mm-hmm. as a first gen to kind of help inform and to, to shape the changes that we're implementing yeah. for here at Loris? Yeah. You know, I, uh, I think being a part of an in-group is a benefit to any type of curriculum or any type of experience of a person, right? I never want to speak on behalf of a person's life that I haven't lived or, or that I don't have much knowledge about. Um, and so for me to have lived that life as a first-gen student and be so confused on numerous uh, topics, you know, whether that be financial, whether that be, uh, you know, um, how to deal with etiquette in a classroom, whether that be, you know, how to study and study appropriately and study strongly to succeed, you know, many different topics, right? I look back as I create this and the only thing I can think is, I wish I had an experience like this, right? And so so I aim to, to use not only my feelings, but knowing that the students now and today are living a, a total different life as my first-gen experience, right? And just trying to support them and listening straightforward to the students and, you know, uh, and, and, and leading by example, right? And letting them know, hey, I did this. And in fact, all of the professionals in uh, the Center for Inclusion and Advocacy, we are all first gen. And so that just gives us a, a, a bit more keen insight on, on how to lead this, this and navigate this for first gen students. 
Okay, so you, do you see, obviously, the advisory role, how, how often do you see uh, students kind of coming to you or to Sergio or anybody else in the mm-hmm. center and kind of saying, hey, what's going on with this? What is, a, this is a totally new experience, or what is this, is this supposed to be happening? Or it, mm-hmm. how, how often is that kind of yeah. coming across your desk? Yeah, so uh, just to give you um, uh, some kind of uh, perspective of what the first generation curriculum uh, has to offer for a student, right? Not only do they go through sessions that differ, be depending on the year that you are, first, second, third, or fourth year, um, but they also uh, have mentors, okay? And they have three options of mentorship. And the first option um, is literally a peer. So third years, mentoring, first years, and they hold that relationship for two years, right? Uh, And then when the first years become a third year, well, they get themselves a mentor, right? So we're trying to set them up for paraprofessional work, right? How do we mentor under supervision, right? Um, and then their second option is an alumni. They get to choose if they want to be um, mentored by an alumni of Lourdes College, right? Someone that's in their field that identify with them, et cetera. And so the alumni and advancement office here at Lourdes, they lead that feat. And the third option is professional mentorship from one of the professionals in our office. And uh, we have students all in the gamut of all of those areas, but nevertheless, they cannot uh, go through the program without meeting with me. And I have had over 120 plus um, one-on-one mentorship meetings with our students, all of them lasting 30 minutes. And that is just first semester. And so we are really, uh, you know, bonding with our students to make sure that we understand them from a social aspect, an academic aspect, as well as a professional aspect. I'm trying to make sure that those students get all that they need in all three of those areas. So to answer your question, we get it a lot. <laughs> a lot of hours go into, you know, the mentorship process, but they do come in, right? Mentorship is a big thing of the program. Sure, and, I, and I'm guessing that they come in, and by the time that they're leaving, they're much more comfortable, and not only do they have a better relationship knowing that, okay, I have somebody who I can talk to who's gone through this, but they also have a better feeling of, okay, if something, something's coming at me, I, I can kind of better sense of this should be happening or this is this is this is a unique thing that right. I need to kind of go and explore a little bit more. Right, right. And I think uh you know that mentorship um uh experience allows the student to understand not only is the 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 individuals who are leading the first generation scholars program experience and curriculum. Not only do we identify as first gen as well, but we also identify um as scholars and practitioners. And so we lead the feed as saying we're leaders. And we want you to be here too. Right. And so oftentimes we're not only having conversations regarding, you know, academic work. Right. But we're having conversations regarding social skills, social environments here on campus and in the city of Dubuque. Right. Uh, And so we support our students, like I say, from a full breath all the way around full circle. We don't want to leave any piece of their identity out of here. And so you are totally right. Mm -hmm. We get in there. We make sure we hear them, right? Um, It it would appear overwhelming for some folks, but knowing, right, and having that first-gen identity yourself, you understand exactly where the students are at, and you meet them where they're at. So when they go into that situation, they're prepared for it. And that's the thing we want to do, make sure you feel prepared just like any other person who's not first gen. We want to make sure you're prepared for it. And they do. They prove on top. They're prepared. So Excellent. Good. Excellent. So almost, you know, so obviously first year in, you're feeling pretty comfortable where, where things are headed at this point. I and, am. And uh, 
and your impressions of the students, you know, especially the first gen students that you're dealing with. What's you know, kind of how you feeling with uh, working with them? Yes, you know, I am. Uh, I can't say enough about how great the students are. And, and, and no matter where I've been, um, my experience is, is isolated to each place that I've been. And Loris College has just a unique feel to it. It has a unique student body. And I think any institution would claim that. But I'll tell you what, I am telling you from my experience that it has been unique to me. Um, each student comes in with their own thought processes, their own uh, dilemmas sometimes, their own greatness. And so just to work with some of our students to give you um, uh, some, some insight on this, you know, we had a student this year who was a third year um, who was, you know, gung-ho about getting a top-notch internship. We work with that student, work with that student, do mock interviews with them countless hours review cover letters and resumes, set that student up perfectly, all the way down to the dress. And Lord and behold, they got the interview, right, in Chicago. Uh, and so, you know, we really um, aim to work with the students on an individualistic level and let the curriculum work with the students on a holistic level, right, a cohort level. And so, you know, it's been exceptional, and the students prove nothing less than exceptional. All right, well, Stephen, thank you so much for joining me. Stephen thank Parker. Thank you. Um, and thank you to everyone who listened into our discussion, and we hope you enjoyed this version of the Duhok Digest, and we hope you'll join us for the next one. Bye.